up in the love the number five. I have to pick up. I'm wearing a towel. Mom, you're naked. Stop looking at me, Quan. Hello, one and all. My name is Max. His name is Jesse. You're watching the Got Till Five podcast. Yeah, you are. <laughs> that was, a, that was a, <laughs> an aggressive that was one. Weird. I've never done that voice before. Where did no. that come from? I um, yeah, Got Till Five wrestling podcast. Not the wrestling nope. podcast. Nope. <laughs> no, just the Got Till Five podcast. Um, it's good. It's good times. I'm glad we're here. Pubs are back yep. open in the UK. It's detrimental to our health. Exactly. So it's good that we're actually sitting in and um, doing this for once, which is nice. And we did a podcast last night with Steve from that podcast. So if you miss us talking about wrestles and you want our WrestleMania opinions, the episode drops tonight, you said, didn't he? That podcast uh, episode. Yeah, he's moved to Thursdays, right? So yeah, it does drop tonight. Yeah, that podcast. That's DA podcast is yep. um, Steve's podcast. It's very good. We talk about WrestleMania and um, I think we smashed it. Yeah, so um, Thursday Night Wars have begun. This is the first episodes going head-to-head. So please, <laughs> please don't leave us. Please stay. Please stay. Um, before we came on air, I had the uh, the lovely little graphic up here. And just oh, yeah. you were struggling with uh, the people. Name name left to right for me. I feel embarrassed. Okay, so um, the girl, I think... Oh, man. Um, the girl is Janice Joplin. Correct. Thank you. And then we've obviously got Prince. Oh, wait, we- wait. Or is it Joni Mitchell? Joni Mitchell. Is it yeah. Joni Mitchell? Journey yeah, okay. Mitchell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Janice Joplin was um, actually a bit minging, like, which is horrible to say, but that's like, that was sort of her thing, right? That's why she was never a massive star. Um, so we got Joni Mitchell there. Then we got Prince. Then we got Amy Winehouse. Um, I want to say Leonard Cohen. Ooh, well done. Is it Leonard Cohen? It is. Oh, man. So that's brilliant that I mentioned Joni Mitchell because Leonard Cohen has a song called Chelsea Hotel. Um, do you know about the? And we had Elton John at the end there before we yeah. cut away. Yeah, like, that's obvious. Um, but um, Leonard Cohen has a song called Chelsea Hotel, which is about a hotel called the Chelsea Hotel in New York, um, where him and Janis Joplin once spent a night together because they'd done a gig together and they were both like, they didn't have any groupies, either of them, right? They played this gig and they were like, oh man, it, we're both minging. So like no one's interested in us like physically. They just like our music. And then they looked at each other and they went, shall we just shag each other? And it was like, yeah, all right. So Leonard Cohen and Janis Joplin had an amazing night in the Chelsea Hotel. And that's what Leonard Cohen's song, The Chelsea Hotel, is about. Isn't that lovely? Amazing. That is a good fact. Uh, Leonard yeah. Cohen's not in our list. All of those people are not on our list, by the way. That's why they're there, because we don't like to do spoilers on our graphics. But I really like Leonard Cohen. Like, um, I like Leonard Cohen. Yeah. My stepdad, Roy, um, was a very big fan of Leonard Cohen. He liked him a lot. In that Chelsea Hotel song, there's a line that says, um, getting ahead on an unmade bed, which has always stuck with me. And now you just have this picture of Janis Joplin and um, Leonard just Cohen. Going, going away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sloppy Meat Eaters. Absolutely <laughs> love it. They're a good band, Sloppy Meat Eaters. No one will know who they are. That's really niche. <laughs> you can go find them. <laughs> um, so this episode, singer-songwriters. Um, so when we tried to pin down what a singer-songwriter is, we were like, oh, is it just sad men and women with guitars and pianos? And to a degree, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> that is exactly what it is. But... There's also that element that we spoke about where they can have a band behind them if they are kind of the major brand 
of that kind of thing. An example of someone who's not on this list, uh, Frank Turner, I always say. He always plays okay. with a band. He's associated with a band. But you know Frank Turner is the singer-songwriter. Yeah, so we were discussing this because we're going to play a song per artist today. And we were sort of saying, do we... So if we pick a singer-songwriter, do we want to specifically do a song that is them on their own, if they're a singer-songwriter or not? And we decided not because there's um, some amazing songs out there by some amazing singer-songwriters and they do have a full backing behind them and they deserve to be heard. So that's what we're going to do. Exactly, exactly that. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about this one. This was a bit of a rando choice for us to do as an episode, but we know the music ones always do so well lately. Um, so why not delve into a little bit different versus the normal stuff we do, which is punk rock or... Um, I'm so sorry for all of our subscribers. Like, we got so many subscribers off the back of that Bill Stevenson episode. <laughs> we've not touched punk once. We haven't, have we? Right, not okay. once. Should we do it next week? Can we do two music episodes in a row? Or do you want to leave it a week and then do a punk episode the week after? No, we can do two two, two in a row. Okay, so next week it will be punk themed. Can we promise that? Let's we promise, promise that, that now. That, 100%. Next week, punk themed. Something will happen and it will be punky yep. and lovely. And if you're a fan of Bill Stevenson, you'll enjoy next week. I promise. Just bear with us. This is where we dick with everyone and pick like Blink-182. And... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really like Busted. <laughs> Don't tempt me, Jesse. Don't tempt me. <laughs> I love Busted. I found out an interesting fact about Busted earlier. Um, do you remember their song? I asked you to dance at the disco, but you said no. <laughs> so that song was originally called Crash and Burn, and then 9-11 happened, and they had to change the title of that song to But You Said No. Cowards. They, yeah, absolute cowards. But isn't that interesting that um, it was originally called Crash and Burn? And I think somewhere I own the original Busted CD that had Crash and Burn on the back like as the thing. That might be worth something. Maybe. If, if Busted ever go to that echelon, you could be minted, mate. Need to quit in. Charlie Simpson, someone else who isn't on this list. But by the way, Charlie Simpson from Busted has some fucking stunning solo singer-songwriter albums. He he's does. a good man and he's got some great tunes out there. He's really good. This was what was so hard about this list. There are so many, like, if you take bands who have kind of had people separate out from them and, you know, me and Jesse picking our favorites, we're not going to be picking your typicals. As we mentioned at the start, you're not going to be seeing Leonard Cohen on this list, like Amy Winehouse, all of that kind of stuff. Um, it, it's mine and Jesse's choice, so it's weird. Um, <laughs> sorry. But there are so many like that. I was very tempted to put my Carrera in as well. Um, because he does some good shit as well. Like I, I find his voice soothing, but he's not. So we can move on. No, he, I know what you mean, but I feel like because all of his songs are under the banner of MXPX, aren't they? Like, even though he is clearly the songwriter, it, they're still MXPX songs. And yes, he's performed them solo, but no, he does have his own solo stuff where he plays folky acoustic bullshit as my career. Really? Originals yeah. as my career. Yeah. Fair enough. Originals. I didn't know that. Okay. There we go. Educate the boys. Greg Graffin. That's someone Greg else. Greg Graffin. Who, yeah. He's, he is not in this list, I'm afraid, but is a close one. He's got three. <laughs> All of this teasing that we're doing. <laughs> and they're not in this list. So Greg Graffin, for anyone who doesn't know, is the singer of Bad Religion, um, who is a band I'm seeing next year. Um, which we do. Was, hooray! Which was supposed to be fucking booked, like, year before last, and just obviously, for reasons of isolation, hasn't happened. Um, but next year, finally, I was supposed to see them on their 40th anniversary tour, and now it's 40 plus two. But so, we're seeing them. Where are you seeing them? Uh, in London. So I got um, drunk the other night and saw Bad Religion were playing in London. And it was like June 22nd. I was like, yeah, fuck, yeah. That's, when, that's when the stuff lifts. 
I'm buying tickets immediately. <laughs> Bought them, purchased them. 2022. And it was like 2022. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my mum did the exact same thing. So uh, my mum has treated me to these bad religion tickets as a present. And um, she a present from like two years ago. So she bought them two years ago in 2019 saying, oh, in 2020, you get to see Bad Religion. That's awesome. And I was like, oh, that's lovely. Thanks, mum. I love you. And then 2020 happens. Obviously, the gig doesn't happen. And so she, but because she bought the tickets, she gets the emails. So she emails me last week going, Bad Religion, like they've rescheduled it. It's for June. It's going to be awesome. And I looked at it and it was like June the 13th. And I was like, that's just before restrictions are lifted. Yeah. So this is going to be, this is in Bristol. This is going to be a really weird gig. So it's just before, so they obviously got over here and both of us missed that it is 2022, not 2021. So, yeah. but 40th anniversary plus two, 42nd anniversary, I will be seeing Bad Religion. But Greg Graffin, the singer, has done some folk <laughs> albums on his own and they're awesome. 100%. It's um, Welcome to Got Till Five, where we take a really long time to get to the point <laughs> we originally wanted to make. You're so passive-aggressive. You're like, I just want to be professional, and this isn't professional, and I'm, I'm so angry I'm right the worst now. at it as well. <laughs> and we're back up to the point. Oh, dear. But um, I'm excited for this list. I think we've got some good ones. I think we may have some tracks that not a lot of people know, so hopefully we'll be introducing. But we've also got some old favourites that people will be like, fuck yeah. Especially our, our older listeners. You're going to have a great time after I will, ex- I will explain. I will explain my choices as I go. Certainly from my side, I feel like the songs I've chosen are justified. Yes, 100%. Well, you're kicking off, so do you want to get cracking with uh, number num- number one, number five? Uh, yes. Um, give me the name along the bottom of the screen, and I will talk about them. Welcome to the prep, ladies. Welcome <laughs> to the prep. I said to Jesse, we're never doing a podcast together again because like, I finished work and I've been slaving making graphics and videos. Um, you work very hard and I appreciate you. And Jesse just goes, you know, you know if, you, if you want to push it back half an hour to 8.30, <laughs> that's fine. I said, that's weird. And then I said, <laughs> like, and I said, mate, I'm sorry, I've really got to push it to 8.30. He went, perfect, I'm in the pub. I was like, oh, <laughs> it was like 10 to 8. It's like, there's no way I would have made an 8 o'clock show. Oh, um, Beads on Toast. Okay, cool. Um, so Beads on Toast is a British singer-songwriter. For a, We have a lot of American listeners, I know this. So you may not know who Beans on Toast is, even though he's done a lot in America. Um, he's from Essex. Um, his real name is Jay. I don't know his surname off the top of my head. Um, you mentioned um, Frank Turner earlier, Max. Did you know um, you know the song by Frank, um, I Knew Proof Rock Before He Was Famous? Yeah. Um, which is the opening track of Love Iron Song, which, in my opinion, is his best album. And um, wow. uh, in it, he says, Jay is our St. George and he's standing on a wooden chair and he sings songs and he slays dragons and he's losing all his hair. And um, the Jay he's referring to is Beans on Toast. Um, uh-huh. So there you go. Bit of a titbit. For you but um beans on toast is a singer songwriter from essex um proper british like the sort of singer songwriter that you watch i think this is a big thing about singer songwriter like you watch some of these guys and you go i could do that and it's and it's not until you try and do it you realize how fucking good they are do you know what i mean because like you yeah. sort of watch beans on toast and you go he's so conversational and he's like like you're watching his gig and he's chatting to you and it's like you're sitting with him in a pub and you're like i sit with people in pubs I chat to people. I could do that. And then he starts singing and he's not hitting long notes. He's not singing particularly tunefully isn't fair. He is in key, obviously, but he's not like, he's not singing beautifully. And you go, I could fucking do that. That's a piece of piss. And he's, and then, but when you try, it's really fucking hard. And like, 
a couple of my other choices are like that as well. And he, I get something I've learned about myself doing this list. So I like political singer-songwriters, very left-leaning generally, sort of, you know, fight the man singer-songwriters who have a lot of political songs. But all my favourite songs from these people are love songs. So mm. I, I like political songwriters, but I don't like their political songs. I just want to hear them sing about love and uh, maybe i'm a bit sappy but um beans on toast has some lovely left-leaning political songs but Which, this is not one of them this is yeah this is a lovely one i remember being in the car and i was playing dad was in the back and i played the ignorant englishman it was just on shuffle it just came on um and just from the back i just hear a comment of oh so you're a you're a lefty in your music as well are you <laughs> with your political leaning you snowflake he does, bitch. He does have, yeah, he does have very um, left-leaning songs. Um, he is what your dad would call a snowflake bitch. But, um, <laughs> and, but you know, sort of barefooted hippie sort of dude, which, you know, Beans on Toast is one of the few people I give a pass, actually. I hate men in bare feet. I just don't want to see a man's foot. But um, Beans on Toast I give a pass to. He's allowed. Um, he puts on amazing gigs. If you ever see him, if you're English and listening to this, um, or if he comes to America again, he might do. Um, go and see Beans on Toast if you see him play. And his tickets cost next to fuck all because he's not as popular as any, as like many other people. Um, he puts on amazing gigs. They're so conversational and funny. And his songs are fantastic. This song is not one of his political ones. Um, it's a love song um, written for modern times, I think. It's just very sweet and romantic. And um, it gives me the warm and fuzzies. It's just a lovely, sweet song. Here it is. Baby, 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 when are you coming home? I'm just laying on the sofa Watching Netflix on my own And I miss you really badly Which is strange because You've only been gone for ten minutes You just nipped out to the shops And I changed my mind The minute that you walked out of the door Now I wish that I did come with you Out to the local spa Where you're loading up the basket For the both of us I'm a Lazing around the flat in my boxer shorts But when we both get a Sunday at home, my love It's the best day for the both of us I know I've been away a lot this year Just promise me you'll understand That my home is here don't mean in this flower on this sofa I'm home when I hold ya We could move out to the suburbs And have a couple of kids Find somewhere safe to raise them up Preferably by the beach Because I know you love the ocean, baby I know you love the sea 
Well, you know that I love you, and I know you love me, and with that we can do whatever we want. The future is an oyster with a Tabasco sauce, with a little bit of luck and a little squeeze of lemon. We can enjoy the adventures of our whole lives together. And when we both get a Sunday at home, our love is the best day for the both of us. I know I've been away a lot this year. Just promise me you'll understand that my home is here. I don't mean in this city or this country. I'm home when you hold me. I'm home when you hold me. Beauty, 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 beauty. Isn't um, that lovely? It is a lovely song. And Beans on Toast is, you have to admit, he's a very weird person in terms of like his singing style, his playing style. Um, you listen to a lot of his other stuff that, that's very popular, so, uh, stuff like Glastonbury, and we mentioned like The Ignorant Englishman. It is that conversational tone and talk. He He's not a singer by profession in, in that kind of sense, you know. But just the way he speaks and, and the the lyrics he puts out just they just catch your attention he's just a lovely guy telling a story and he t- he's one of those people just tells a story so well the the rest of it doesn't matter it's just good performance to listen to does that make sense yeah he's just, he's just an affable charismatic lovely little fella that you want to give a cuddle to and have a drink with mm-hmm. and and when someone has all that stuff and can do like a catchy rhyming couplet it's like a perfect, <laughs> like, it's a perfect snowstorm, right? Yeah, definitely. And you got to see him live, or did COVID stop that? I've seen him a couple of times. He, he yeah. was actually, um, he was the last gig I saw before COVID hit. It was in February 2020. Um, I saw him in Bristol, um, and that was the last gig. Um, I played a couple after that, before proper lockdown happened. But it was the last gig I went to as a punter in February mm. 2020, was Beans on Toast. And remains so, I think, that I haven't been to a gig since. Wow. Yeah. I wonder what our first gig is going to be when we get out of here. Yeah, right. Well, at the moment, it's Bad Religion 2022 is, is what's <laughs> in the calendar. But I, I don't know what... Yeah, um, I'm trying to think. Um, 
I've got I've got Jamie Lemon in the calendar um, at yeah. some point. That'll be good. Um, I've got Slam Dunk and they're festivals. optimistic. Yeah, for, festivals, yeah. right? I've got Slam Dunk for September, which maybe that would well, be a pretty yeah. cool one. I'm well up to. for that. Yeah, I'm well up to going to Slam Dunk with you because we were supposed to go to Slam Dunk together last year. We were. Um, but my birthday present was going to the Moulin Rouge in France in the same week. Do you remember? And it was yes. like, oh, shit. Like, it, the accidental double book. But then COVID fucked everything up. So neither of them happened. But now both of them will happen at different times, which is sort of good. What is this time we're living in? What is this time? Ridiculous. Beautiful. Um, so Beans on Toast to kick off. Great, great choice, Jesse. Um, I hope a lot of our American listeners do check him out because it's just great listening. Like there's so many. Yeah. He's, he's produced a lot of stuff as well, and there's a lot worth listening to. He releases. So he's been going for like 10 years, probably over 10 years, and um, releases an album a year on his birthday, um, which is sometime in December. I can't remember. December the 1st, actually, I think it is. Um, so every December the 1st, he has a new album without fail every year, and it's always good stuff. Imagine being that dedicated to something. We struggle right? to do this weekly. Oh, man, I, I'm hating this. <laughs> He's loving it. <laughs> okay. Um, my number four is grandson best friends. Aww. Now, grand it sounds really cute until like, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna play the song in a bit, and it's like the most aggressive, loudest one that we have on, on here. Um so never actually heard of him before. Hey Nintendo Nintendo, thank you for Nintendo. joining. Um, yeah, um, check out he's talking about, is he talking about beans on toast? Yeah, I um, presume so. I assume Nintendo, you tune in every week, and I love that you do. Um, I don't know anything about you, so I'm assuming you're American or you're British, or I don't. Do you, give us, do give you us a history. Give us a history. Give us, give us, give us a short history of your life, Nintendo, so we can get an idea about you. I don't know your gender. I don't know what country you're from. I don't know anything about you. Um, but yeah, check him out if you like the sound of that song, Nintendo. Exactly, and uh, all our other beautiful listeners as well. Please do, um, grandson. Are you familiar, my friend? Uh, no. Okay. So he is a... It took me a while to kind of figure out whether he was kind of a singer-songwriter because when we listen to his music, it's very complex. But I think he's just one of those very talented, gifted people who can play a lot of instruments and make a lot of cool music um, for what he ends up doing. So the way he's described as kind of like alternative rock, rap rock, alternate alternative hip-hop kind of deal... Um, for what he does, and, and you'll kind of hear why in a second. He's signed to Fuel by Ramen, which is an okay. uh, interesting fact. Oh, hang on, before I get into it. Swedish, male-born, 95, studying at uni, favourite band is Bad Religion, followed by Descendants. Mm. This is someone we need to get to know better. Nin <laughs> Ninturd, you sound like the sort of person that I want to be friends with. Um, should we, so should we just born, dedicate this podcast to getting to know him? Let's do it. So born 95, so he's 26, right? Yeah. yeah. 25 or 26, depending on the month he was born. Um, studying at uni, um, I assume in Sweden. Correct us if we're wrong, if you're in uni at Sweden. Um, Favourite battles, Bible Legion, Follow, Ascendants. And based on your name, I'm guessing you're a big fan of Nintendo games as well, which is good, to, good times. Good times. Jesse's invested. I'm happy with this listener. Yeah, this is what the rest of you lot can get if you interacted more, you lazy That's bastard. Fire. I see your numbers up there. I know how many of you are watching and you're just kind of sitting there. I know. I know, I know what's going on. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, grandson uh, signed to Fuel by Ramen, who we've discussed a couple of times, is 
that dude and the drummer from Less Than Jake, who made the the record label together. So they, yeah. So the the um, the label was founded by Less Than Jake. They very quickly sold it to um, I think Universal, off the top of my mm-hmm. head. I might be wrong. Um, so it's one of those sort of we pretend we're an indie label, but we're not. We're actually a part of Universal, and and then we had like Fallout Boy and Panic at the Disco, and we had this boom of like second wave pop punk emo bands that were all on Fueled by Ramen, and Fueled by Ramen was the cool the cool label, even though it's actually owned by Universal. There we go. Um, and Grandson does a lot of kind of political charge stuff. Again, we're, we're talking about singer-songwriters. I think political is the way it kind of goes. Um, he talks a lot about positive social change, uh, gun violence, pl- police brutality, opioid crises, government corruptions, blah, 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 all of that kind of good stuff. Um, but his songs are never... It, it's You know what I mean? Where it's like the lyrics are not exactly like, oh fuck Trump, fuck Trump, you know, they're, they're actually clever. And it's interesting to watch this shift in music now where you've got people like Grandson, you've got Fever, Triple Free, Bad Flower, and Youngblood, which are a lot more kind of like rock hip-hop, but they're the political bands now. They're the ones that yeah. get the mainstream kind of political attention. Um, and I would class them as a genre of punk, and it's just very interesting to see that shift of like, just what the kids like nowadays, Jesse. They like uh, they like the, the dub beats and the... Downward to systems. It's good shit. This is what I hear. But Rage Against the Machine did that in 1992, right? So yes. it, it all it all just comes around again and again and again. And he did a great cover of Rage Against the Machine's Maria, uh, which oh, there you go. is end up getting featured. Um, he's also one of these people who he literally just released his first ever album in December of last year, 2020. And then he just released a whole bunch of EPs and singles. I think he released like three or four EPs and just a shit ton of singles. He just wrote a good song, put them out there, and away he went. Uh, and then it was only, yeah, December, he actually decided to settle down and do an album. And he did a damn good job at it. Definitely. So this song is actually not that political, really. Actually, more it's about opioid crisis, but, you know, it's just good listening. So <laughs> this is Best Friends by uh, Grandson. Enjoy, everyone. Like to go and get fucked up 
some sort of invitation to never come in alone. Oh no, you get just what you give. Getting high with your best friends. Sometimes you gotta leave that city to love that city and start all over again. But it doesn't look so pretty to get your hands dirty and start all over again. You gotta leave that city to love that city or else you might get trapped. And that's what that you, bad boy. What are you doing? <laughs> why haven't you like? Why haven't you played that to me off air? That was fucking awesome. You love that? Yeah. Why haven't you told me about grandson? Like, <laughs> why did you I'm wait just... till now? Why didn't you do it like when we were like just hanging out or something? I'm sure I have, but like with you, it's just like yeah, yeah, whatever. Do you remember um, when we were at Slam Dunk last time when, when we went and we stayed and watched? less than jake and then steph went off to go watch a band it was yeah. grandson that she went and saw no way yeah he was playing in one of the, the tent that we saw busted in okay, uh, yeah, he yeah. was he was playing in there and yeah his his music is just so good that was awesome so, so it started like it's fake we were talking about rage against the machine and you could hear like rage against the machine slash audio slave sort of influences in the guitar tone and stuff mm -hmm. like that and obviously that's something this guy's into, but then he sort of brought it up to date with these dubstep sort of beats behind it. It's fucking wicked, man. I love that. Exactly. And this 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 is exactly what I mean with like this is what the kids are into today. With for your bit of rebellion music, this is what they're listening to, Jesse. They're, I'm into it. I'm with you, children. Um, but yeah, there's some some great tracks that he's released. Uh Blood and Water is one of his most successful ones that have ever come out. Uh, I would just highly recommend just going to check out his EPs and album and just have a good time. My picks after this are tragic. Well, the, the, so this is the thing. Like, <laughs> me and Jesse are going to start all like modern and hip and like here's some fresh new acts, guys, and then we're going into the dad territory. For our I last, haven't. Uh, yeah, I literally my next. Yeah, my next two are dad territory. I, I have no idea what yours are, but mine yep. certainly are. Yep. So. um Enjoy the rest of the show, everyone. Oh, there they go. <laughs> <laughs> Oop, there they go. There they go. Uh, so, yeah, that's Grandson. Glad you all liked it. Please go check it out. And uh, coming up next on the old Jesse list, still sticking with our kind of punk roots and, yeah. you know, down with the system, but in a different way of telling that story. It's Mr. Billy Bragg, everyone. So Billy Bragg, um, for again, Americans might not know, um, is a singer-songwriter. He's... He's very beans on toasty, actually, or obviously beans on toast is very Billy Braggy in the um, he's so he's a singer songwriter who um, a lot of his um, this particular song we're going to play is acoustic. But he would just like rocket punk style on his own with an electric guitar. That was his first couple of albums. And it was awesome. And he's a huge fan of The Clash. That was his influence. And. Um, his actually, um, John Peel, who was a very popular um, radio DJ for the BBC, 
um, Billy Bragg got his first song played there by he, listening to the radio. And John Peel said he really fancied a tuna sandwich. So Billy Bragg went and bought a tuna sandwich, turned up to the radio station, pretended to the receptionist that he was an electrician to get upstairs, and then gave John Peel the tuna sandwich along with his like seven inch single, just saying, um, oh, here's tuna, please play this. And John Peel played it at the wrong speed, by the way. But played, um, I think, Milkman of Human Kindness, um, which was um, Billy Bragg's sort of first song. And um, that's how Billy Bragg sort of got going. And he's still going now. He's in his 60s, I believe. Um, still fighting the power, left-leaning, sort of political, angry man. Um, again, sort of London, British, man, like, man. But he's like, um, like Beans on Toast, like you would never call him a singer, even though I would debate that because there are a couple of songs on Billy Bragg albums where he really does croon and it actually sounds amazing. Um, but, um, oh, fuck, we have to do honorable mentions at the end of this because people keep popping in my head. But um, Billy Bragg um, does um, some amazing shit. He's still going strong. Um, again, he's a left-leaning political singer-songwriter where I've chosen a love song because I seem to like political guys singing about love for some reason. I feel like they articulate it better than most people. Um, this sums up how I feel about women and love and just every all the lyrics in this song are me. And that's why I love it. Now I'm really concerned to play it. Uh, <laughs> this is I just want to do you, do you. <laughs> We'd rather, for you, we'd rather just play Pervert by Descendants. That would be much more accurate. <laughs> Here is Greetings to the New Brunette by Billy Bragg. Shirley, it's quite exciting to be sleeping here in this living. Shirley, you're my reason to get out of bed before noon. Shirley, It's not my 
that lovely that is lovely that, that is really lovely lovely um oh me and jesse have got many I, <laughs> we made a um a pop punk play we did the the, the top five pop punk albums a while ago and we made a playlist on on that and it did really well we should make another kind of playlist yeah uh, okay let's do that with sing a song and we'll throw in ones that aren't necessarily in the in our top five now but ones we like that narrowly missed out like greg graffin and charlie simpson and i would throw pete doherty in there to be honest with you because he's got a couple of solo albums that are absolutely brilliant that people forget about yeah so stay tuned to the twitter and we'll uh we'll get that link up tomorrow we'll do a collaborative playlist and uh share it with you guys to check out That's with great. a couple of the tracks that we've we've listened to today Carry yeah on. of course um before we move on from billy bragg obviously the obvious track for me to have played here would have been new england which is his most famous song mm-hmm. um which was actually made more popular covered by the late great kirsty mccall who, um, if anyone doesn't know Kirsty McCall, she's the girl that sang on um, the Pogues Christmas song, um, Fairy Tale of New York. Um, okay. She was the girl on that. Um, she was very close to Billy Bragg. They wrote a lot of songs together. They performed together. Um, Kirsty McCall has an album called Kite, which you should definitely listen to, um, which is amazing. Not not you, Max, specifically, just anyone listening. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, okay. but, but <laughs> but uh, Billy Bragg, yeah, New England is an amazing song. If you don't know Billy Bragg, you should go and listen to that. The lyrics that are lovely. Basically, he does a lot of very lefty, like political songs, but I prefer his love stuff. So basically, look at mm-hmm. Billy Bragg's back catalogue. Anything that has the word union or revolt in it, <laughs> just take out. <laughs> and, yep. then, and then you've got a lovely list of love songs. It's really nice. He was another one that we saw. Um, at Lakefest. A lake fest, that was it. Yeah, and, he uh, played this song. He played this song, which I was so happy about because he doesn't yeah. always play it. He played this, and everyone was singing along. And when he finished it, do you remember he hit the last chord? He just went, "You bunch of fucking softies." <laughs> <laughs> it was a great set list. Like honestly, it was so good. Um, and again, talking about uh, lefty snowflakey stuff. Like obviously, Billy Bragg's a lot older, and he attracts kind of an older crowd. So does Lake Fest as a festival. It's a very chill festival. So you'd have like your 50 60 year old kind of people in the crowd and i remember standing next to this couple and this guy just goes oh no and then just turned around <laughs> and walked away and his wife went i knew he wouldn't last <laughs> and I loved it. but uh, yes, seeing him live was great and then as you say like new england one of the the biggest songs and, and that's a moment that i remember yeah. like will remember when that was played live and everyone was singing it was a bit emotional it such was a that, presence just yeah. one old man on his own on stage do you know what i mean if when people like that do just create that energy on their own it's incredible 100 100 um excellent choice jesse love myself some billy bragg now my choice the next man i'm gonna need your help with how we explain him oh yeah so this is kind of a co this is kind of a co-job because 
I wanted to put... So basically, I gave Max my list of three, which I have to do, because Max is the one that does all these titles and stuff for people who are watching on YouTube. So he has to know in advance what I'm going to do, because he does all the work. I don't actually know what Max's picks are, because I don't need to, because I just sit here and talk. Exactly. And um, I gave him my three, which were Beans on Toast, Billy Bragg, and my number one choice. And um, I then, sort of about an hour later, went, oh, fuck, I forgot about this guy. Tom Waits. I forgot about Tom <laughs> Waits. And um, Max went, oh, great. Um, no, don't worry, because he's in my top three, five, whatever, however we want to pretend we do this. And um, <laughs> and it, and it so we both agreed sort of, yeah, Tom Waits needs to be in there, but why not? You know, like, if it was already in your list, let's just do this. Exactly. Um, so... I've I've gone for Tango Tilda Saw, um, Tango Tilda Saw, because it's one of my favourite songs. And wasn't my uh, choice, whatever. Well, your one was seven minutes long. And <laughs> yeah, but it's a banger. It's a banger. And when I die, I want this played at my funeral. Please and thank you. And it, that's a weird request for people who don't know Tom Waits. You're going to hear in a second why. Now, a little deal I want to make with every single one of you watching and listening. Tom Waits is the man, kind of man that will sue in a second for us playing his music without giving him money. So between us, not a word to the Don't internet. say anything. Well, he doesn't... No, I don't know about that. He didn't do that. So he sued um, Cheetos. Is that what you read and what you're thinking of? Um, He's done a couple of lawsuits in the past with like people using his music, mainly for monetary gain. We're not getting any money out of this. Unless yeah, you go yeah. to go5.tmo.com and pick up some sweet merch. You can buy a T-shirt, which has nothing to do with Tom Waits. Like, you didn't buy the T-shirt because you heard us play Tom Waits. You just bought that T-shirt because you like our faces, right? Like, that's nothing to do with Tom Waits. Um, but... Yeah, Tom Waits did actually sue Cheetos. Do you remember Cheetos? They were like the poor mm -hmm. man's Watsits. And um, he, I used to know a homeless man who smelled a Watsits. And I really liked right. him. And I used to chat to him. Well, it turns out he didn't smell a Watsits. He smelled a sick. And it was just wow. a very similar smell. <laughs> but I sort of, I had an affection towards it because he smelled a Watsits. But yeah, it was misjudged. But anyway, Cheetos um, were like poor man's Watsits. And they had a mascot, which was this leopard in a trilby who basically was Tom Waits, right? And in the they, end, he spoke like Tom Waits as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This sort of gravelly voice. And um, uh, Tom Waits sued successfully and donated all the money to charity, which I respect. Yeah. Um, but but Tom Waits, um, I know this is your pick. I'm sorry, Max. But Tom Waits um, <laughs> is, um, uh, he started in the 70s. He did two albums called Closing Time and Heart of a Saturday Night. Um, sounded great, like typical sort of croonery, lovely singer-songwriter albums. Then he disappeared for like three years and no one knew what happened to him. And then all of a sudden he shuffles back into the limelight and he's got like a trilby on and he's chain smoking. And suddenly he sounds like the Cookie Monster from the Muppets. Or Yes. Yeah, got that exact same voice. And no one knows why. What happened in those three years? Suddenly he went weird, his voice changed. But he made some absolutely incredible music. My dad actually always says, um, my dad's a big Tom Waits fan. And he's always described Tom Waits as blue cheese, which I think is a really nice description of him, which no one, no one likes blue cheese when they first have blue cheese, right? You have to force blue cheese down a few times before you realize how lovely it is. Maybe it's it's the same with like a lot of spirits and things like that, right? Or cigars, that sort of thing. So you have to power through. Yes. You have to... 
<laughs> I'm trying to play it cool whilst you're having webcam issues for the audio listeners because they won't know that Ooh. happened. I think I did quite a good job. Thank you, buddy. Um, yes, he is like blue cheese. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm back. So you're right. You're right. People always kind of struggle because when you first play Tom Waits, it's the gravelly cookie monster-esque kind of sounding. It's weird as fuck. He, the fact that he's still alive confuses people because he should be from this era, but it's like this fictional era that doesn't exist. That's what Tom Waits yeah. exists in. It's like this storybook man that's been been created and and maybe that's him like he's he's always said he's that a performance he wants, he's a performance artist he says that you know tom waits is as much of a character created for his fans as it is a real man so it's always that like what is the line of who tom waits actually is as a person he wants to keep the two very separate there was a lovely line so he was inducted into the rock and roll hall of fame um probably i mean time 2011 becomes- Right, okay. I was going to say, like, it feels recent, but fucking hell, that's 10 years ago. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But um, he was, but in his speech, um, he said this really lovely line, which I really appreciated. He said, um, he said, I want to thank my family because they know me and still love me. And I thought that was a really nice way to sort of say, none of you know who the fuck I am. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm a performance artist. Like, I, I'm never myself in the public yeah. eye. I'm a character. And my family know me and still love me. I think that was a really nice line. But this, I think this song sums it up quite well. This is from Rain Dogs, I believe, isn't it? Yes, um, Rain Dogs. And it is, um, I, I feel for like this song encompasses what Tom Waits is all about. If you're going to go and listen, um, if you don't know Tom Waits, which a lot of people kind of don't, but a lot of people do. It's that very mid ground. So, it's such, he's such a difficult, I love, obviously we love him, right? But he's such a difficult artist to get into. Like we were saying, like the blue cheese analogy of he's an acquired taste and it takes a while, but suddenly like you'll force yourself through a couple of Tom Waits songs and then something will click and you'll go, Oh my God, this guy's a fucking genius. Like it's incredible. And he is a genius. And this is Tango Tilda Saw from Rain Dogs by Mr. Tom Waits. Forevermore. 
He's all in calico and the color of a doll. Wave the flag on Cadillac Day and a skillet on the wall. Cut me a switch. Oh, hold your breath till the sun goes down. Write my name on the hood. Send me off to another town. Then just let me fall out of the window with confetti in my hair. Deal out Jack's a better on a blanket by the stairs. Tell you all my secrets, but I lie about my past. Will you send me off to bed forevermore? Great song. And you know what I love about that? And, or about your pick as Tom Waits is that I love that song as much as I love many other Tom Waits songs. That song didn't even enter my mind when I was thinking of my favourite Tom Waits songs. Do you know really? what I mean? But yeah. Because everyone has their own favourites, right? I don't think yeah. you would rarely find two Tom Waits fans who had the same favourite song. Definitely not. Even like albums and stuff um, in, in terms of this. Um, welcome, Steve. Um <laughs> <laughs> And, and and like this is interesting because like Steve saying that we're and then we got Nintendo saying like listening to this at seventeen snapping my thing, but that's not it. That that's not. There's Tom so Waits. but there's so much more to Tom Waits. So that is one example of Tom Waits. But you listen to like other albums. Um, he has loungy piano albums. He has acoustic style albums. He has albums with like heavy fucking drum beats and like DJ scratching in the background. Like a real gone 2004 release. Um, yep. There's a lot of um, turntable action in that and heavy beats. He goes industrial. He's all over the fucking place. He's cra- you cannot play someone one Tom Waits song and say and this is Tom Waits and say that yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just can't do that. You need you need to play them twelve songs and go. This is about twenty five percent of what you can sound like. <laughs> it's, there's and so guess much. What we're Tom doing Waits. now, everyone. <laughs> this is transformed. So my choice, by the way, if Tom Waits was on my list, I would have gone for Tom Trobert's Blues, which is the opening track on um, the album Small Change. Um, Small Change, which I'm so glad I got tattooed instead of Waltzing Matilda, which is the um, chorus to that song, which turns out Rolf Harris covered and um, made Ooh. quite famous. I wouldn't have wanted a Rolf Harris Especially made like, famous um, song. Yeah, Peter Pan above it. Yeah, not good. Um, anyone who doesn't know Rolf Harris is like not out of England, Google. Um, but um, but um, Tom Trobert's Blues is a fantastic song as well. It's very piano led and but just a beautiful sort of agonizing. He's just singing it from the heart. But yeah, yeah. Tom Waits. Tom Waits is impossible to describe. We, we could do a whole show talking about Tom Waits and like his influence and and what he's his movie career. Um, but he's like he has been in a lot of films, a lot of films. A lot He's of them amazing. aren't great, but then you've got stuff in there like uh, Paradise Alley, not great, but a classic. Paradise Alley is fucking brilliant. You the classic in our yeah, okay. uh, The Fisher King is amazing, and then you've got later on uh, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs came out, and the Imaginary Doctor Parnassus, and Bram Stoker's, uh, Stoker's Dracula. He has been in so many movies and produced so many albums. He is the one person that, if I was given a blank golden ticket to, you can see anyone. Anyone 
alive now. I want yeah. me, Jesse, Tom Waits in a darkly lit room and a piano. Did That's you know? It. Yeah, I agree. And I really hope, I know he's getting on a bit now. But I would love to tour, wouldn't that be? I feel like the man has one album left in him. Do you reckon? Like, I think, I know he's getting on. He hasn't done an album since 2011, I think. Um, but uh, Bad As Me was his last album. I yes. think that was 2011. Um, I, I feel like he's got one more in him. One more album. He one more tour. since 2008, the Glitter and Doom tour, which looked incredible. Yeah, I know. Um, I reckon he, he has to do just one more. Just one more tour. Come to England. Let us see you. Because I've never seen Tom Waits live. No. I would I would pay any money. I would go to any size venue to just see Tom Waits. That'd be amazing. Did you know Heath Ledger um, watched um, interviews of Tom Waits from the 70s to get his inspiration for the Joker in Batman? Yes. And there's loads of that he did. Um, was it Letterman that he was doing? But people have put together clips of him and you just see Heath Ledger's Joker and Tom Waits as this kind of marriage yeah, of people. Took that voice, yeah. Yeah, incredible. So Tom Waits um, coming in at number two. Just bear with us on our old man train, everyone. We're, we're having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> we are old before our time, aren't we? There's a lot of people we like who we yeah. really have no right liking. Yeah, or even should have found... But we didn't have much of a social life, so what else were we meant to do? Well, what I blame is I worked at HMV, which to American listeners is a the only sort of mainstream record store in England. Um, and They have HMV. Do they? In America? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, we had them in Canada, so... Yeah, Canada is not the same, my friend. So Sun- <laughs> Sunrise Records in Canada actually bought HMV a couple of years ago. Um, and in my opinion, they made a terrible mistake by not rebranding HMV as Sunrise Records over here. I think if you'd made it new and shiny over here, Sunrise Records, um, everyone would have lost their shit. But they did not. They kept it as HMV, which is a shame. Silly boys. Silly boys. Um, but um, it's HMV that led me to loving all this shit because like, all these older acts would release albums and they'd be on the stereo when I was working and I'd get brainwashed. On the stereo, on the old vinyl, just, <laughs> you know. We had a we had a five CD changer, motherfucker. Woo! We would so we'd put in five CDs. It would play one track from each and just chink round. That's fucking awesome, right? That is pretty cool. I would like yeah. that house. I mean, yeah, right. I have Spotify and <laughs> I could just press random on a playlist, but whatever. <laughs> but I, I want the gadgets to do it. All right, we're at uh, we're at your number one slot now, and you're going to explain to me your love of the boss. Okay, I cannot begin. I hate oh, the way shit, you spelled that. Wait, 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 wait. I got to. I changed it on everything else. I forgot to change it on here. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Bruce Spring Springstein, Stein, uh, <laughs> his German cousin. Let's get the bootleg yeah, version. There we go. So the spelling is correct now. Bruce Springsteen. Now I feel like myself included, a lot of people dismiss Bruce Springsteen as some kind of stadium rocker, some sort of Brian Adams, 80s, sort of high-waisted jeans, tight-wearing motherfucker who just plays like, you know, Summer of 69, which is a banger, by the way. But like, it's... um, But all these sort of pop songs. Bruce Springsteen is so much more than that. When you really... And it was HMV working there. um, An album called Wrecking Ball, by him unfortunate because it came out the same year as miley cyrus's wrecking ball which obviously was much better known 
But um, Bruce Springsteen came out with an album called Wrecking Ball in 2011, I think, maybe 12. And um, that was the first time I heard him. And he's kind of not twilight of his career. That's not fair. But he was well into his fucking career at that point. And I was like, holy shit. Like, these songs are incredible. Who is this man? And it was like Bruce Springsteen. I was like, what? I'd always heard the name Bruce Springsteen and thought, American sort of yeah, born in the USA, and it's not until you really look into it that "Born in the USA" is an anti-American song about the Vietnam War, mm-hmm. and like, there's just he's just he seems like a really misunderstood artist. Like people think he's this America sort of guy, and he's not. He's like this really liberal sort of guy. Do you know about "Born in the USA" the song? Like it's about the Vietnam War, and he yeah. talks about um, go and kill the yellow man and all this. I was born in the USA. I could do what the fuck I want. And <laughs> so many about, especially like Republicans, like I was use it say, on their this rallies. Is what I love. They do it on their rallies, you know. Yeah, they're like, yeah. And they're like, born yeah, in the USA. We're gonna kill all the yellow men. This is awesome. And it's like that's not that's <laughs> not the just point. Laughing on the wings <laughs> yeah, of that. <it's> like, <laughs> yeah. it's, and he's so. Um, like politically left he's um a fantastic songwriter he's done he obviously has this he was he got very lucky quite early in his career so the e street band that he put together are the most phenomenal collection of musicians you can imagine um he got the nickname the boss because like he just put this amazing band together no one else could have put a band together like this it's just it's like a 12 piece band there's so many sounds going on at the same time but it all works it never gets messy um, it's just this phenomenal, phenomenal sound, phenomenal band. Bruce Springsteen is the man. He still go. He released an album at the end of last year, um, and it's just as good as anything else he's ever done. He's amazing. Um, this is a song called Thunder Road, which is on the Born to Run album. I'm sure a lot of people know the song Born to Run. Um, it's a very famous Springsteen song. Thunder Road's pretty famous as well, I think, but this is the opening track of the album. It's a lovely love song about Let's just get in a car and fuck off. And how often as a teenager did you want to do that? Like you were looking Mm -hmm. at your girlfriend and went, if we could, we would. Let's just get in a car. Let's fuck off and just have the time of our lives. And that's what this song's about. It's beautiful. Here we go. Like a vision she dances across the porch as the radio plays Roy Orbison singing for the lonely Hey, that's me and I want you only Don't turn me home again, I just can't face myself alone again Don't run back inside, darling, you know just what I'm here for So you're scared and you're thinking that maybe we ain't that young anymore Show a little faith, there's magic in the night You ain't a beauty, but hey, you're alright Oh, and that's alright with me You can hide the color and study your pain Because lovers love is in the rain Wasted summer 
So the close of that song is a sax solo by Clarence Clements, who died um, in 2010, 11, I think, um, who was very much like, he was Springsteen's best friend. He was this phenomenal saxophone player. Um, big, awesome looking, cool black dude, right? And like, they'd just be back to back, like, you know, Springsteen on the guitar and Clarence Clements on the sax. And it's like Springsteen's, carried on without him obviously but like they them as a partnership was just phenomenal it was awesome what i love about springsteen like um is that all of his songs he's got songs like that he's got really dark sort of political songs he's got love songs he's got all sorts of stuff he's got pop songs but none of them feel inauthentic it's like it's it doesn't it never feels like oh springsteen's just doing this pop song because he needs a quick buck yeah. like it feels like He's done this pop song because that's exactly what he needed to do at that time. Do you know what I mean? Like everything has always felt authentic with Springsteen. He's never bowed to public, like what the public want from him. He's just put out what he needs to put out at that time. And because it's so fucking good, the public have gone with him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. He's he's a chameleon. He can adapt to, to whatever's coming, but it's never selling out. He's never doing that to sell out. It's always nah. to um to have an effect or or for a specific reason to him and that's why i always like for sure yeah on the wrecking ball album there uh, there's a track called rocky ground and there's a rap in the middle of it which is uh performed by um someone whose name escapes me i'm afraid um a girl does the rap in the middle of the song but bruce springsteen wrote the rap and it's like bruce springsteen has never shown Great any image. interest in hip hop whatsoever yeah right and and it's like, but I say that to you, and your picture is something really shit, right? Yeah. And but you hear it and you go, How that's fucking brilliant. Like, how the fuck has someone who has never shown any interest in hip hop just written a hip hop verse? And it's amazing. And it's in the middle of and he he didn't do it. I think that would have been a step too far. And he knew that would have that wouldn't have worked. So he got like this fantastic girl to do it who had this perfect voice for this verse. But for him but to write like, it and produce it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was brilliant. And it's like, fuck you. Like, there's nothing you can't do. He's, he's incredible. And Springsteen I mean, on Broadway, just quickly. On Netflix, if anyone has Netflix, um, Springsteen on Broadway, search it. He did a um, he did a year of Broadway shows, which is just basically him on stage talking about his life story and interjected it with songs on his own. It's fucking amazing. Yep, 100% agree. Um, yes. Let Them Eat War by Bad Religion. Great song. Great song with a great rap in it as well. Another there band. Is. Where yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Empire Strikes there. First. I was listening to that album the other day in the car, and um, I still think of it as a new Bad Religion album. And you think, fucking hell, that came out in 2004. Yeah. That's, what's that? I, I can't even work it out. Too long ago, Jesse. Yeah, too, too long, long ago. ago. But Chris I still Benoit think. was alive. Oh, man. I still think. <laughs> Don't do that to me. <laughs> I still think of the Empire Strikes First as a new Bad Religion album. And, but yeah, there's some fucking bangers on that. Insane. Well done, intended. Um, quickly about Bruce Springsteen. I've, I've said to you many times, like I've never been a massive fan and I, I don't think that's any issue to Bruce Springsteen. I think I have a lot of what other people have, as you were saying at the start, where he is, you know, viewed as does just all American hero and he just writes kind of like anthems for this yeah. kind of thing. Um, so misunderstood. And and this is the problem. Like I've never actually sat down and li- like I was listening. Then I was listening to the lyrics, and I was like, "This is really cool. I'm really enjoying what he's saying and like the lyrics he puts behind it." And it's just one of those ones again, like we were saying with Tom Waits, where you do just need to put in that little bit of 
get rid of your preconceived notions about it and just kind of listen to the songs. Uh, I saw Bruce Springsteen on, um, he was doing a halftime Super Bowl show I was watching and it was great. And that was just like a quick snippet of what he can do on stage. So I really want to watch like a full live performance of Bruce Springsteen. I would love to do that with you. Can we make a pact to do that together? As some do point? one of our drunk because... evenings where we yeah, listen to yeah, yeah. live music. Yep. Get drunk and watch a YouTube show together. Because I, that... I was really struggling with... I chose Thunder Road in the end because I feel like that's an accessible Springsteen song. But I was so tempted because I was like, this is my chance. This is my chance to make Max <laughs> listen to a Springsteen song of my choice. So I could have gone really weird. Do you know what I mean? But I thought, no, 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 I'll leave it. And I'll just do... I'll do an accessible Springsteen song. But... If you're if you're Tapping promising in. me, Tapping my in. friend, let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. Let's um, do a trade off. Like you can show me something afterwards. But oh man, I would love to just show you some. This is what we should do. Is like songs. a special live stream for people that don't know me. And Jesse love watching live music shows on YouTube. Getting really bad. drunk really drunk uh normally we do it alone which is yeah troubling. singing along in your living room like you're there just and woo! it's just you two just getting <laughs> drunk having a great time watching this youtube video um, there's so many youtube gigs that are recorded so in good quality right everyone all you bands you need to stop recording your gigs in such high quality because there's no reason for us to go to your gigs because we just sit in our living room watching them on youtube getting drunk yeah so um i think we should do a live stream of that one day of just we'll set up the camera and we'll just I'd love that. Do a Descendants gig. That would be amazing. Yes. Um, yeah, there's quite a few on there. There's a surprising amount. Oh, of there's a bit. Oh, gigs. I've seen yeah, them all, yeah. my friend, and I will watch them all again. <laughs> Stay tuned, people. That will be a post Scott Till 5 episode that we do. <laughs> okay, let's round this up so the nice people of uh, Got Till 5 Milky Way universe can head on home. My number one is uh, The Tallest Man on Earth, The Song King of Spain. Now, Eager Got Till Five listeners might remember The Tallest Man on Earth from when me and H Jesse did our um, Desert Island Discs episode. Oh, yeah. Where we got to pick three songs to live on a desert island with. And I chose The Tallest Man on Earth, but I chose a different song than what I'm about to play now. And I thought, oh, should I really play him again? Because I've already played him on another show. Yes, because he is, without a doubt, my favorite singer-songwriter performer. He is a talented musician. I love every single one of his albums that he produces. And this, without a doubt, was one of my favorite songs. It's a lot more energetic. It's a lot more upbeat. Just about being the king of Spain. It's it's great. And I wanted to ask you We this all question. want to be the king of Spain. We all do. We can all relate to this song. <laughs> so um, he often gets compared quite a lot to Bob Dylan in terms of like his right. songwriting and his vocal, vocal style and what he does. Because he's is he like a Norwegian fella? Swedish fella. He's a Swedish fella, Jesse. We love it. There we go. Yeah. I wonder if Ninted knows a little bit of uh, Tallest Man on Earth. Um, so he always gets compared to this, and he grew up listening to like Pete Seeger and Bob Dylan and Woody Guthrie and all of this kind of stuff that he kind of got into. Um, and he and he played guitar when when he was like growing up and stuff. But he said he found it boring. It was like math the way he was playing guitar so we started doing open tunings and i don't fully understand what open tunings is is it just like open chord playing yeah so yeah you, yeah basically so yeah you can play chords without um having to mute any of the other strings and it will okay. sound okay yeah so so he picked up open tunings when he was listening to like nick drake and then he just kind of introduced it as his style and and for me it just sounds 
really unique because he says he can focus on his singing while still performing this kind of intricate sounding music. And I think that's just a really cool way of approaching it. Um, so this one, generally forgot he was Swedish. So he is known. He is known in the land of the Swedes. So um, this is The Tallest Man on Earth with King of Spain. Great fun song to kind of listen to and get uh, get everyone kind of picked up. So here it is. King of Spain, baby! guitar gets my dick hard every time that was so much better than whatever you played on your desert island discs <laughs> episode that song was wicked 
Like, I, I like him from that. I wasn't particularly bothered with whatever you played on Desert Island Disc. Played before, but no, it's 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 great, isn't it? Just like the lyrics, the voice, the guitar playing. You just mm, you get into it, don't you? You feel it. It's lovely. It's got a um Irish feel to it. Yes, yeah. Um he does a weird kind of blend between a lot of stuff and um yeah, just just fantastic. His last album came out, uh, I Love You, it's a fever dream. There's a great song on there called Love Is All. Uh, lots of great kind of romance songs as well. Uh, I presume he's a lefty liberal snowflake. I presume everyone in Sweden is like certainly. Yeah, Scandinavians are always um, lefty. Exactly. So um, yeah, there you go. Love and love and let live. So I, I feel I'm like waiting, we... I'm, waiting for, I'm waiting for Nintendo to go. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's always like hard old right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Proper Skinner. <laughs> So uh, just to run down quickly of our list of top five singer-songwriters, mine and Jesse. Oh, here we go. There's a comment. Of course there is. No, he's just laughing. He's not denying. He's just oh, laughing. Good. Yeah, that's good. So uh, at number five, Beans on Toast. I'm home when you hold me. So check out Beans on Toast for some good shit. Grandson, best friends. That was uh, a slapper, as you kids say. Uh, Billy Bragg, greetings to the new brunette. Lots of great Billy Bragg albums to listen to. Tom Waits, Tango Till Their Saw. Just go to Spotify and type in This Is Tom Waits and just listen to their shuffle of his best stuff. You you won't be Wormhole. Wormhole, baby. Bruce Springsteen, Thunder Road. Uh, Jesse started me on a journey, and I hope you all join me with it. And Tallest Man on Earth for King of Spain. Lovely stuff. We, um, oh, good. Well, okay. So apparently there are right wing people in Sweden, but Nintendo is not one of them, which is good news. Um, so, um, have we got honorable mentions that we want to go through? Um, we I've them at the start, didn't we? But like, no, I know you've been thinking throughout. So, well, please. people keep popping in my head. So, like, Elvis Costello is someone Elvis who Costello. I didn't think, yeah, he's written some fucking bangers, man. Like, Elvis Costello is fantastic. Um, to go a bit more niche, um, Grace Petrie um, is mm-hmm. a um, singer-songwriter from England um, who is really, really good. Um, I, I, other people from England that I sort of know, um, Seth Lakeman, um, Steve Knightley from a band called Show of Hands has written some fantastic songs. Show of Hands, the band, are fantastic. Um, who are Richard Thompson, who was on my Desert Island Discs um, yes. with the Vincent Black Lightning song. Um, he's written some absolute tunes um frank turner we've mentioned him before um he's got a bit too big for his boots if you ask me but um generally speaking um, of he, albums gold. he's got some fantastic songs on his first yeah three albums i would say um who else pops into my head there's no one else jumping into my head right now oh pete doherty i mentioned him earlier i know it's a bit controversial um but i was always a massive libertines fan when it wasn't cool in my friendship group to be a Libertines fan. So Pete Doherty was in a band called the Libertines with Carl Pratt. Um, Libertines, in my opinion, are one of the last great sort of punk ethos bands. Um, And Pete Doherty, after Libertines, um, I think in between Libertines and Baby Shambles, did um, a album or two, certainly one album called um, Last of the English Rose, which is fantastic. He's a very good songwriter. Yes, he's a heroin addict. Still a great songwriter. Loads of people yeah. are. You... <laughs> In fact, it makes you a better songwriter. <laughs> I, I all think Solid Choices. We we could honestly be here all night if we talk about classic songwriters and then like modern ones that pop into our head. Um, there's 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 a lot. Ben Queller. There he goes. He's off again. He's off. Do you again. remember Ben Queller? I do remember Ben Queller. Ben Queller, great singer. I think he's 
quite big in America, but he's never really made it in England. But Ben Queller has written some tunes. Well, if you're interested in knowing more about our alternative picks and more from the bands that we featured today, me and Jesse are going to have a collaborative playlist up for you tomorrow. Uh, so make sure you check out Got Till Five on Twitter for that link and have a little listen. It's going to be bloody lovely. What a day that'll be for all of us. What, what a day. What a beautiful day. <laughs> uh, thanks, everyone. I'm, for so pumped. I'm so pumped to watch a Springsteen concert with you. <laughs> I can't even tell you. <laughs> the only reason Jess wants lockdown to win now. <laughs> Bobby's going to get shooed out of the house and it's just going to be like, I'm so ready for that. We could do, but we could do, would you be up for doing Springsteen on Broadway, which is the mm. Netflix special, which is just him on his own on stage, just telling sort of funny slash interesting stories? And just doing his songs in between, completely solo, the whole thing. But it's, honestly, it's fucking amazing. 100%. So me and Jesse have been... Let's do like, it. We'll he, cuddle. He suggested it. And I, I don't know if it was a joker who was being serious, but it was like, after lockdown, why don't we just get a cabin somewhere? And it would just be like, you and me, and we'll just have a great time. I took it very seriously, and I'm fully Matt. on board for doing that plan. And I me feel too. like this kind of us sitting in our underwear let's be honest, naked, drinking and watching um, gigs is made for that kind of occasion. Oh, man. Yeah, we need a, we need a manly weekend <laughs> of <laughs> nakedness, just the two of us, watching Springsteen. <laughs> what could be straighter than that? <laughs> That's the dream, everyone. That's what we'll be live streaming for all of you. Like, post got till five, you'll be able to enjoy that. Um, we'll be back next week. We're doing another music episode, back-to-back music episode Punk for all you week. loyal punkers who have joined us and put up with four episodes of crap in between <laughs> our Descendants one. <laughs> next week, we're going to do a punk, punk rock, pop punk episode. We're not sure yet. It could be albums. It could be songs. It could be unknowns. Who knows? We'll take suggestions. Like 90s punk albums is what I'm veering towards, but, okay. um, I like but punk I'm, I'm happy to be swayed. We can do all sorts then. We can do different genres um, as, as we kind of go in, which will be fantastic. Um, but <laughs> I'm sure bad religion, religion will definitely get mentioned in Tender, don't you worry. Yeah, don't you worry. We're going to be covering ourselves some, uh, some bad religion. So tune in for that next Thursday. We'll be here talking about uh, all good things punky punky. And until then, you can go tell us your thoughts and opinions on Twitter. And that is What's going on here? Uh, probably prints, decades of great content, especially it's mid ninety stuff. Mm, this is true. We we kind of slept on Prince a little bit in terms of his contribution as a solo artist. I have to be honest that I I work with people who are massive Prince fans. I know people who are massive Prince fans. Always pass me by. I don't know what it was like. I think I'd probably love him. Actually, there was one. So Prince, I have to say that his singles have never really reached me. His albums never reached me. I'm sure I'd like him. A lot of people whose opinions I really respect love him. And there was this one video that someone sent me of Prince playing acoustic guitar on it. I don't I don't think it was Top of the Pops, but it looked like that. It was like this live sort of show. And he was just sitting there with an acoustic guitar. He was finger picking and play and played and sung this beautiful acoustic song. And it was like, holy fuck. Like, as a sort of someone who's not a big fan of Prince, I had no idea he could do that. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It was yeah. like, I-, I assumed he was just like a dancing James Brown ripoff sort of kind of cat. But like actual talent. He sits musician. down there, yeah, yeah, and plays this phenomenal song. And I was like, holy shit. So there's definitely, I need to go on a Prince journey at some point. Let's go on a Prince journey together. It'll be, it'll be delightful. Let's do um, it. Go Springsteen. 
<laughs> oh, that weekend's going to be fun. <laughs> Androgynous as fuck. So next week, everyone, punk rock, come here, hit subscribe on YouTube or Twitch or Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You don't want to miss that episode. We'll be back for that one. So I'm just really into this guy talking about uh, Prince. Just, yeah, his God, 86 stuff definitely overshadows the heart of rock, funk, and jazz. Kind of like Descendants and all. Mm. Okay, so... Um, he has harder rock, funk, and jazz kind of style. Yeah, um, which is what which is what all do compared to Descendants, right? Like Descendants are the radio friendly version of all. I, yeah. I I think is what he's arguing, which yeah. I can I can sort of see, but I like I, I hate to say it, but I'd rather listen to the Descendants. <laughs> Wouldn't we all? But um, everyone, can't wait to see you back here next week. Hit us up on um, Twitter at Got Till Five. Jesse, if you want to tell people the big website link where they can get all of the stuff, let me know. Big website link, double L, gottill5.com. Absolutely love it. Thank you, everyone, for listening, enjoying our music, and uh, chatting along with us. It's been great fun. Have fun. Pick up some merch. Subscribe to the podcast, blah, blah, blah. Hope you will have a fantastic week. See you here next Thursday. Peace and love. Good night, and good luck. Later, alligators.